Is it on? Welcome to the Shark Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Welcome into another edition of the Shark Show. We come to you in the week leading up to a visit from the Old Dominion Monarchs to Conway, South Carolina. It's, you know, a game that we've been looking forward to. It's a game that I had pegged in my preseason predictions as the game that Coastal would lose that they shouldn't. Coastal Carolina has not exuded confidence in the last six weeks. They have not had a showing that tells me that they're the dominant team that we knew them to be in 2020 and 2021. However, they have a chance to do that against an Old Dominion team that, quite frankly, isn't very good themselves. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that my preseason prediction's wrong. But boy, this smells of Georgia State last season. Yeah, I think you said it right there. This is a team that's kind of a lot like us. They go in, they they won their last five games of the year last year, and they made a bowl game. They're riding high expectations. They go out first week of the season, they beat Virginia Tech, who we know is not a very good team at all, but – they're a big name and they carry a big energy. Then they go and lose to East Carolina. They should have beat UVA. They really should have. They let that one slip. Go bounce back, beat Arkansas State, and then you lose. You get blown out by Liberty, and I'm pretty sure they had a bye week last A team that's really, in all honesty, a lot like us with this up and down emotions of their fan base. And now we're going to see two of these teams play each other on ESPNU because Old Dominion carries some recognition with – the fact that every time they put them on national television, they do something crazy and upset somebody. So, I mean, hopefully we're not one of those teams. But, I mean, it's it's two teams that, while they have different records, it's kind of like looking in a mirror with what they've looked like this year. Two teams with defenses that aren't great. Our offense is a lot better than them, but inconsistency is key. And if we're going to give it a name, I'm going to call it the Inconsistency Bowl. And we're going to see if any team that's in this game can turn it around. And the shots have got to show us something. Yeah, I mean, Josh basically said everything. You know, it's it's a mirror. It's like looking at a mirror. I think Old Dominion has played better competition, in my opinion. They played a few good teams up there. Um, but, yeah, regardless, you know, right now we're not – we don't have the highest hopes on Coastal Carolina. And I'm hoping that that changes. I'm hoping that now since you're getting into the second half, I hope that just like we've been saying, like you've been playing down to your competition, I hope you play up to them because this is what we're going to find out. And we don't know. That's the thing. We don't know because we haven't played anybody really that good. We haven't really played anybody that spectacular. So now this is the chance to prove whether or not you can play up to higher competition. Well, and I don't know that Old Dominion is necessarily higher competition. but No, they're not. But this is like they're kind of – What's the word I'm looking for? They're just it, a step below us, and this is a chance for Coastal Carolina to play to their potential rather than playing to their opponent. I agree yeah. with that. That's a good way of saying it. They're not better than us. They're not necessarily significantly worse than us. But it's a chance for Coastal Carolina to show us that they're the team we think they are. And that starts with the ground game. This is a Coastal Carolina ground game that is explosive and rushing defense from old dominion that's to put it lightly terrible 
Grayson McCall should have 100 yards rushing by halftime. But I've made bold predictions like that and looked like a jackass because <laughs> I've been so wrong. They're not good. They average almost 200 yards a game given up on the ground to go with 450 total yards of offense. And if there's anything that we can point to on this football team that's our strong suit, it's our offense. Yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly. Old Dominion, Old Dominion's rushing offense is not very good at all. Their leading rusher has about 250 yards and only one touchdown. But here's where it's going to get interesting. Their passing game is very good. I mean, Ali Jennings third is one of the best players in the group of five, period. I mean, 700 receiving yards and six touchdowns. Those are ridiculous numbers compared to our leading receiver who has 510 and one, which Sam Pinkney, but Jared Brown's numbers are probably a little more rounded out than that. But this guy is an absolute beast. Hayden Wolf's not a bad quarterback. He's one of the better quarterbacks we've played all year. He's been around the block. He's, he's a very competent quarterback. And one thing we haven't been able to do is stop competent quarterbacks. And sometimes we even make incompetent quarterbacks look competent or excellent, like last week. So we we just talked about it in the postgame episode for ULM. This passing attack, they're going to throw the ball on us. And it's going to show and it's going to expose if we change anything from last week, if we change anything that we've done the whole season. If we let – you've got to stick. I'm sorry, but you have to stick either to Jordan Charm or Lance Boykin the entire game on Allie Jennings. Or even if you want to bring in Prochet, put him on the line, press this guy, because if not, he's going to torch you. He's going to run drag routes over the middle of the field. And this passing game definitely scares me, especially Allie Jennings. I mean, he's an X factor. He's a stud. And he can totally expose everything that's wrong with our defense and open up gaping holes for anybody else as well. Right. Well, the other thing, too, is that I'm looking, and it might be like a little like upside for Coastal, is I would say our football team is pretty well-rounded, you know? Like, there'll be games where Sam Pickney goes off, and then the next week it'll be Jared Brown. When I look at this offense, there's three stars on this team, and then everybody else is just below, like completely. It's like it's like below by miles. we got Hayden Wolf as the quarterback, Blake Watson, who's clearly the number one rusher, and then Ali Jennings. Those are the top three guys on offense right there. Because if you really look at it, the second wide receiver has 144 yards compared to Jennings, 688. You look at the second running back, he's got 79 yards compared to the 255 yards that they got rushing. So maybe, maybe this is a plus for Coastal. Like, and I'm telling you this right now like to the football team. It is right in front of your eyes, please. And I'm begging you, don't do the same thing you did against ULM when you knew somebody was going to score in the end zone and you just let them do it anyway. You know that the two guys, the three guys on this team that you got to stop is Hayden Wolf, Blake Watson, and Ali Jennings. So please, for the love of God, maintain those dudes. I, I Okay, I, you're right. You're right. I will say, and it scares me to death because Coastal, Carolina, Coastal Carolina's linebackers are not good in coverage. Old Dominion has a six foot eight tight end. That's a transfer from Penn State in Zach Kuntz. He was the he's number beast. one dude. He's he was beast. the number one tight end in the state of Pennsylvania coming out. I think like five in the country, and it just it never worked out for him at Penn State injuries and and being buried in the depth chart. But if we make a game plan to stop those three. We got to make a game plan to stop him because they're going to find him. And I don't trust our defense right now to make adjustments. If Old Dominion starts funneling into their tight end and keeps bullying us over the middle, 
I don't trust Coach Staggs to make an adjustment. Do you? Do you, Josh? No, I, I really don't. And this is going to bring back up to a point that we discussed in the last one. The three and the four of us, when Jordan's on the pod, we're great box score coaches. We're great box score scouters. We love to point out the guys that obviously stick out on paper. And it's like, you need to stop that guy. We don't sit in here and we watch the film, but we can look at the damn numbers. And 700 yards in five games is pretty ridiculous. And you look at Zach Hunts and it's 6'8", a guy that's 260. I mean, how can you not make a game plan to stop that guy? The only Old Dominion games I've watched this year against Virginia and Virginia Tech. And, yeah, those guys went crazy in those games. And I don't know if – like you said, Allie Jennings is not like an outside receiver threat. Like he's a guy that they put in the slot. He's kind of like a Tyreek Hill. I mean, he will cut you up so many ways. And that's really been a problem in the middle of the field when they, they put these corners. They put Lance and Jordan on cover three. They stick them back there in their deep thirds, and they don't really let them do anything. They're basically glorified safeties at this point on the outside. Our game plan's kind of t- taken them out of the game. And the only reason they've made plays is because – that's when finally the zone coverage works out and they're able to jump a route or the off times that they put them, but you've got to play some man coverage in this game. You've got to press these guys, JT Killen. I mean, you should have a play where he goes and clips cunts right as he comes off the line. And you, if we don't switch our defense up, those three guys, those four guys are going to absolutely torch us this weekend. So like I said earlier, I'm pretty worried about their skill players. Right. And again, I'm sorry, but like I'm looking at Zach Hunt and he is a really good tight end. You're going to need you're going to need two guys to stop this dude. You're going to need two guys. Every single time he catches this ball, you're probably going to need two guys to stop these dudes. And again, I don't want a great tackling team either. Right. That's what I'm saying. So you're going to need two guys at least to, to stop this guy. And on top of that, don't try to be all big buff and everything like that and try to tackle him one on one while standing. You're not going to win. OK, clip him on his legs. Make him lose his balance, and everybody else needs to come and swarm that guy. But again, like I, I do look at I do look at this old Dominion team, and even though they do have some players that are kind of dominating, I do think that is a pretty obvious thing for Costa to look at and be like, "Wow, this guy's the leading rusher. Let's make sure we stop him." This guy over here has six hundred and eighty-eight yards receiving with like six TDs. Let's maintain that. I do think that's an obvious thing. Now, obviously, Kunz is another guy you got to look out for, but. Yeah, this defense, they got to step up. Like we said, we're going through the second half of the season, and it's time to step up. Well, my my point to that, though, Mario, is that they haven't stopped that guy yet this season. I mean, like, like Josh said, we're box score scouts and box score coaches. I'm not in here watching hours and hours of film, but I can tell you on the goal line it's going to Rasmussen. I can tell you on the goal line this week it's going to Zach Kuntz. Yep. I can tell you that their leading rusher is going to be their leading rusher. And Allie Jennings is going to get 13 targets this week. Yep. And you know what? We haven't stopped anybody like that from any team all damn season. And this Jennings kid is the best one that we're going to have had to play this season so far. He might be the best one we play all season, period. Other than the only things, the only guys that I can even think of in the Sun Belt, because the kid from Marshall's not playing. It doesn't look like he's going to be a factor. But and then Peoples and Noel are the only two that even rival this kid. Maybe. Yeah. And I mean, look, it's tough with the emotional roller coaster that Coastal Carolina has been this season 
to come off of a game like Louisiana Monroe and look forward to a game against Old Dominion and have any confidence at all that this team will stop anybody. They're going to make Wolf look like prime Tom Brady. I just, I know it. I know they're going to come in and play seven yards off in coverage. They're going to gain five yards of play by Dinkin and Duncan, and we're not going to make an adjustment in the second half to stop that, and then they're going to run the ball down our throats. And it, it's so frustrating, man. It's just, it's so frustrating because this team could be so goddamn good, and I don't trust this team to do anything, and I don't trust this coaching staff to do anything. We're basically gritting our teeth all week and through Saturday. We're we're panicking we're over a game against a two and three old Dominion team. <laughs> we talked yeah. I mean we talked about this in our episode post Georgia Southern. We had the momentum, we had the confidence, we had to keep it rolling. And you immediately the next week, Mario, you talked about it. We played down to our opponents constantly. We look at the schedule and we go, if we give 75% effort, percent effort, we can beat that team. <laughs> yeah. And then damn sure if we don't give 75% effort. It's like we look at the – there's like the point that they always bring up in like the graphs where the two meet at like the least possible point where you need like the reaction to start or whatever. We look at that point and we say, yeah, let's do that. We'll get by. It's going to work. We're going to win the game. Right. And you know what? Like I never, I never told you all this story. So when, um, so after, so I think, I believe it was the Georgia Southern game. It was, we, uh, I was bringing the camera down and I went into the elevator and I believe it was a player. I believe it was a couple of players and they were talking and they were like right next to me. I didn't say nothing. I just like, listen, put my ear up there and I listen. And he was like, uh, and he was talking about the win. He's like, yeah, we should have, he's like, we should have kicked their ass, but you know, good coaching, uh, but they had some really good coaching and it was a close game. No. No, don't give me that. I knew Georgia Southern was going to be a But if y'all played your central, you would have beat them by double digits. Don't say it. Like, like, I'm sorry, but like. Good coaching is good for three, four, maybe six points a game. Not the extra 15 that we spotted Georgia Southern. Oh, yeah. And sure. the extra 21 that we spotted UL Monroe. That game should have been a shutout. That offense was horrific. And it wasn't. Yeah, you know what sure. I'm gonna do is later this week is maybe tomorrow when I when I feel like I'll make a graph of the fan bases expectations and feelings. That, I mean, we start our army up. Gardner Webb down. Buffalo mm, is stayed about the same. And then you have the game against Georgia Southern. We bring it up a little bit. We're like, that's a respectable win. That's okay. And now you're at ULM, so it's down again. So in theory, it should go back up. But it's like this is this is not. I don't have any confidence that this team can do that. Right. And it's really going to take, like, we hate, we hate doing this. Like we hate to be this negative and we hate that we have to grit and grind every week and worry about a team like old dominion coming into our home turf when like, it's we're six and oh, whatever. Like it's going to really take a dominating performance for us to turn this around. Right. And on top of that, like, I'm going to be real. We look, we, we looked at the offense alone. We haven't even like discussed this defense that they have. Cause, cause I'm going to be real. Even though we have a really good offense, this defense too concerns me besides the guy, um, besides the linebacker Henderson who has 78 total tackles this year. Besides that, everything else looks well-rounded. They got multiple guys with multiple sacks. They got, 
They got safety. They got a safety with two. They got two corners with like four passes defended. They got a really well-rounded defense. And that could be something that the offense might have trouble with as well. That like that right there, like this well, defense. I mean, it's a bad win. defense, is the problem though. They're giving up like four hundred and fifty yards a game. We said the same thing about ULM. We're like, yeah, this Driggers kid is good. He's the only one on their team worth worrying about. And then we scored on four of our first five drives and then punted the rest of the game. Right. It, it goes back to the coaching staff. It goes back to the discipline of this team. It goes back to the preparation of this team. If you want to be a group of five team and you want to be at the bottom of the barrel of the Sun Belt, this is how you do it. If this is where Coastal Carolina sees themselves as every two years out of 20, we'll have a good football team. This is how you do it. And right. instead, they are staring at being the best group of five team in the country for the next decade. They could do it. The investment in this program by this school, they're going to have a new indoor practice facility that is going to change the game in how they recruit these kids. They have the chance to do it. And I know I'm getting big and bold in a pregame episode before Old Dominion. But it's just, it's where this program is. They're right. standing on a cliff edge. Right. Well, look, they got an offense that can make big explosive plays. They got a defense who, to me, has like a lot of guys on the line and linebackers that can pressure. So they, they better watch out. That's what I'm saying. They better they better bring it. They I mean, yeah. It. And this is, this is not, like, this is not something that we should even be deliberating into, honestly, just looking at... Normally, normally I would look at these numbers and I would completely write it off. 450 yards allowed. They only rushed for 71 yards a game. I mean, this should be a no-brainer. Shut the rush down. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Make them throw. You already know that's what they're going to do. And then win the game and walk out of here with a W, but it's not where we are right now. Here's, here's what I'm going to throw on the table right now. I'm going to be in Conway for the Appalachian State game. I guarantee you in this game, and I will buy both of you dinner while I'm down there, that Old Dominion has a 100-yard rusher. They haven't had one all season. They averaged 71 yards, and I guarantee wow. you they'll have one guy go off for 100 yards this week. Huh. This is, you know I what? really like that little segment, even though it's negative. Well, that depends, Curtis. What's the dinner? McDonald's. I'm broke. <laughs> No, I'll take I'll take you guys I'll season. take you guys out to somewhere nice down there in Myrtle Beach. Check out the uh, the pizza hyena for all the locals down there. It's down in Surfside. Fantastic. That's where I'm taking you boys. However, I guarantee you, this defense is gonna make Hayden Wolf look like God, and they're gonna have a running back that goes for 100 yards. It's just what this Coastal Carolina defense does. So the rusher gets a hundred. What do you think Hayden Wolf gets? Well, what I want to throw, what I want to throw at you real quick about Hayden Wolf, they, you can go on. They have prop bets now, and they're going to have it around. His completion percentage on the season is fifty-six percent, and I, I'd be willing to bet you an exorbitant amount of seventy-five percent, at least over sixty-five percent completion this week. Seventy-five percent this week. I guarantee it. Yeah, if the over under on that prop bet is like anything less than sixty five, pound the over, pound it because it's gonna happen. Yeah, moving to a side of the ball that we're a bit more confident in, 
Coastal Carolina's offense. I I mean, no, I take that back. Grayson McCall <laughs> is Coastal Carolina's offense. And I think he's going to have a good game because he always does. That's just who he is. And the question I want to pose to both of you, is he good enough to win this game on his own? I I personally think he is just with how bad Old Dominion's defense is. And, like, really, he's the best quarterback that they faced all year. I mean, Brennan Armstrong's look terrible. Virginia Tech doesn't have a quarterback. They haven't really – they haven't played a great quarterback all year. He's definitely the best one they've played. I mean, this poor kid comes back and – 1,582 yards, 15 touchdowns, one interception. No one's talking about his team. They're 6-0. I mean, this Grace McCall has been an absolute stud for us this season. And C.J. Beasley is going to have a good week, too. I mean, on paper, this offense should – we should punt one time. I mean, Evan Crenshaw, how about, how about this? They always say this. They throw this out on NFL broadcast. Evan Crenshaw, I think you just need to, like, fake a sickness or whatever. All punters. No punters this week. They're unavailable. This offense should score every freaking time that they have the ball. I don't want to see a single punt in this game. If, if it's fourth and five, go for it. I don't care. We should not be punting the ball to Old Dominion. This offense should flourish. We should put up 40 points this week. We have to. We've only done it one time this whole season. That is what I'm looking at in the offense. It, it's not a win for me unless we put up at least 35 this week. Right. Well, I was going to say what, what uh, Josh said. You know, CJ Beasley, there's been games where he's like absolutely ran the ball extremely well. And Grayson McCall didn't really have to do much. And we still won, you know, like CJ Beasley is a very talented running back. And they give so, up 190 rushing yards a game. Right. But overall, like I trust that like CJ Beasley is going to come in and play very well. I'm hoping that's the case. I'm obviously trusting that Grayson McCall is going to do what he has to do to win this game for sure. But, yeah, again, like, even though, like, Old Dominion's defense, you know, they let it go 400 yards a game and stuff like that, they do got guys that can pressure. They do got guys that can pressure. They got multiple guys with three sacks. They got multiple guys with two. They got safe. They got a safety with two. They got corners who have, like, four passes defended. They got some decent – they got some decent guys in this team. It's a very well – like, it's – I don't want to say it's a well-rounded, like, stat-wise, I'll say this. As far as, like, individual stats, defensively, it's kind of a well-rounded team if you really look at those stats individually. There's a lot of guys who have like like a certain stat line that really like pops out to me, in my opinion. So, you know, Old Dominion is going to make some plays, but like Josh said, we have such a great offense that it shouldn't be a problem scoring. It shouldn't be a problem going down that field. It really shouldn't. So, I think this is honestly, if I'm looking at this game, I think this is a really good game for Grace McCall to like show that to show what he like again. He's already shown what he's capable of, but to like kind of like 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 heighten his draft stock. I think CJ Beasley could really benefit from this game. Honestly, this offense, it should be a high score. I expect this offense to score more than 40. I expect it. They have to. But again, you never know. We could pull a ULM and score 28 and, and be nowhere in the second half. So again, we, we're going to have to watch and see. But from what I've seen from this offense, mostly they should score over 40. Well, talking of scores, let's get into predictions. Mario, I'll let you go first. Give me your scoreline. Saturday at about 3.30, what does the scoreboard read? So, I really wanted to do the little, like, math thing, but I, but like, and I came out to, like, 15 points, and I'm like, 
I don't know if they're going to win by 15. But you know what? I think personally, if they're playing, if they're playing down to their opponents, I hope they play up. So you know, what? I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to go. Let's see. I'll go 42, 32 coastal. I'll be optimistic. I'll go a 10 point game, 42, 32 coastal. I think, again, I think it's going to be there sometimes with a defense, like, you know, they struggle. And then, again, it's an opportunistic defense when they're struggling for most of the game. They're going to have, like, opportunities. The defense is going to have some type of opportunity to close the game. And, again, it's hard to predict, like, how it's going to go, like, the order of, like, everything that's going in. Because I'll usually say, oh, yeah, Coastal, you know, they're going to start, like, you know, it'll be like a, it'll be like an even game in the first quarter, and then they'll take off. And then it'll be like, oh, 14 nothing for Coastal, and then – They'll like let it go. So it's hard to predict the order. So I'm not going to do that. But I'll go 42 32 coastal. My original one was 42 28 or 43 28, but I don't know if it's going to get there. So I'll say 42 32 coastal. Yeah. I mean, you almost stole it from me, Mario. I, I said I want 40 points, but um, I, I think the way the game goes, we might not get there. So I'm going to go 38 28. And I think it's another game, literally another game where it's we're up by three points with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And that's a late drive. I think it's going to be a close game. And I expect, I, I mean, I expect it to be a three point game or less in the fourth quarter or coastal trailing by more than that, but I, I'm going to go 38, 28. And I don't think we cover 30. I don't think we cover 12 and a half for sure. We definitely don't cover 12 and a half because I have old dominion 38 coastal Carolina 35. Wow. That that I think I think that is the first losing prediction in the history of the Chaunch. Right? Probably. That's gotta be. Yeah, hundred percent. Probably. I think the only other time that I would have even considered it would have been the uh, Appalachian State game last year. And I know I predicted a win um on our podcast and um one of our, our buddies uh up at Pub Talk Sports, uh their podcast, I predicted a win too. Uh Old Dominion gets us this week. Old Dominion gets us. I don't think Coastal Carolina makes the adjustments necessary. I don't believe in this offense to overcome the woes of their offensive line. And I don't trust this defense to not play down to their opponents. And I don't trust Chad Staggs to make adjustments to stop the offense of Old Dominion. I think it's high scoring. It's high flying. And Coastal Carolina finally loses and can't pull off the miracle they don't get another Myrtle Hurdle this time. And they lose the game. 38-35 Monarchs. Dang, Curtis. I, I mean, got look, nothing for I you. Now, what were you saying, Josh? I was going to say, I'm not going to call I'm not going to sit here and call you crazy. Because it's just, I mean, everything you said is backed by everything we've seen on the field this year. I just think that. I don't think Old Dominion – I know you've been believing Old Dominion that they're going to beat us this year, but I just don't think Old Dominion's good enough to be the team that beats us. I'm watching – I don't know. This Sun Belt's ridiculous now. Marshall's currently losing to Louisiana, but I just don't think Old Dominion has the firepower to pull it off. But I don't think it'll be pretty. Look, I mean, if they do lose to Old Dominion, will I be sad? That'd be pretty bad. Yes. But the only thing that's going to drown my sorrows is the fact that, like, your boy won't have to get a tattoo. That's the only thing. And I'm waiting for that, like, one loss prediction. I'm t- I told you guys what I think it is, but I don't want to say it on here until the time comes. But 
If it does happen, your boy don't get a tattoo. So that's the only thing that's going to make me happy. Because let me tell you something. The pain of having a tattoo that said we stayed humble when this team was not humble kind of irks me. But, like, I already made the deal. So, like, if it happens, it happens. But I wouldn't, more wins. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if they, like, lost. Like, you know, like, sometimes you're, like, waiting for it to happen or whatever. I wouldn't be shocked. But, like, I don't know if it's if it's Old Dominion. I don't know. This this does kind of feel like a season, at least so far, to all of us, I'm sure. It's like every week we're just waiting to lose that game. Like, we can't really enjoy the game because we're just waiting to lose. Yeah, it's survival. That's what it is. We're surviving, is. basically. We're doing just enough to survive, and that's got to change. Yeah, but I don't know how much you survive if you come out missing an arm and, you know, half your head is missing, you know? Like, that's, you. sure, you survive, but what life is that beyond it, you know? And that's what Your this football team feels like. We survived the Warhawks. We came out of it limping and concussed, and our arm is, is bent behind our back and won't come back to the front. Can they do that this week? Sure, it wouldn't surprise me at all if I'm wrong. Do I think Coastal Carolina covers the 12 and a half? Hell no. Pound that <laughs> under so hard. Put your life savings on that under right now. They're going to need to take out a loan after you told them to do the opposite last week. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Curtis, I think you create a new curse for this team. When you say when you say the words pound that over or pound that under, it never works the way like you wanted to. It was Gardner Webb. There's a reason I don't do sports betting. You're like, oh, pound that over. And then you and you're like, oh, pound that over. And then, like, and you're like, pound that under. It's like, it's always the opposite. But maybe, you know, hopefully, it'll be that. Like, I'm telling you, you're going to hit magic eventually. You're going to hit it. Yeah, I'll finally be able to pay off my debt. I'll finally <laughs> hit it one of these weeks, and I won't have to lose my teeth to some sports betting mobster. <laughs> no, but I think with that, we go ahead and we wrap it up. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I'll throw that out there right now. I hope I'm wrong. However, <laughs> I just don't think I will be. I just don't think I will be. For Josh and Mario, I'm going to go ahead and sign us off here. Follow us on Instagram at the Shant, or at Shant Show on Twitter at the Shant Show. Send us in your game predictions. Send us in your score predictions. Let us know. Um, a big game looming on Saturday against Old Dominion and then beyond it. You get into the really rough part of your schedule with Marshall and then the game for the division, essentially, with App State. So a win here would be nice, but I just don't see it. I don't see it. That being said, Sean's up. We'll see you real soon, guys.